Welcome to the Modern Direct Seller Podcast, where we talk about strategy, training, and systems to help you reach big goals and find success in direct sales. I'm your host, Becky Launder, a San Diego mama, marketing junkie, and sales strategist that has built several six-figure businesses and is on a mission to share the new modern ways to rock your biz. If you're a go-getter direct seller and looking for actionable strategies, you are in the right place. This is for you. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy you're here today. Today, I'm going to share with you a little bit of an episode that I was on over on the Rocks Talks podcast. We had some real talk about the current state of direct sales, trends that we're seeing currently in the industry, and really how to make the most of your direct sales business. Now, full disclosure, these girls got me up early. We were recorded this podcast at 7 a.m. And I am not one to take a 7 a.m. meeting very often. (laughs) So fortunately, the coffee kicked in pretty quick. And we had a very real, raw conversation about what's happening in direct sales today. I can't wait for you to tune in and listen to this episode. So without further ado, meet Roxanne and Taryn from the Rocks Talks podcast and give it a listen. I love that you are in this space. And one of the things that we are really passionate about is celebrating other um, experts. I'm going to say that experts in the network marketing space who are about like moving the industry forward as opposed to holding us back. And I also love that you're a woman. I'm just going to say it. I love that. Love that too. (laughs) Um, Tell, for those who don't know, will you tell us a little bit about what you do? Because you got a couple different like you have about 20 different things going on in the network marketing space and direct selling space. I do. I, well, so let me preface that with this year, I made it my mission to focus just on two post-it notes. So I have two post-it note goals and those are, those are really, there's lots of surrounds around that. But um, yeah, my, my biggest area of focus is our modern direct seller Academy, which is a membership membership for direct sellers across the industry. And so I get the treat of supporting over 500 amazing women and a few brave men in that community and really um, providing them with training, just-in-time coaching, and supporting their direct sales journey. Um, And then on the other side of our business uh, is our sister company, Direct Flow, where we are serving direct sales companies and supporting their corporate team and delivering content and training and speaking. So that's been um, kind of the growth area for us, stepping into more of the corporate side of things. And um, I also have a podcast, Modern Direct Seller Podcast, which is my passion project and a ton of fun. And um, yeah, like you said, I do. I really love the opportunities created in this industry. And it's I, I've found success in direct sales. And I love watching my students and my followers also see that same kind of success. So it's definitely my passion. I'm all about training strategy systems. That's That's what we do day in, day out. I love it. And I also love the fact that, you know, we focus on social media and you do not. 
I don't, you know, and I've, I've had, I'll, I'll give you a little behind the scenes, my business. I've had like a little bit of a tug and pull in that. Like we know social media is part of the equation and it's not that I don't Mm -hmm. teach on social media, but it's not the primary focus of what our training includes. And so it is an interesting like identity kind of thing. Like I, I obviously have a presence on social media and social media Mm -hmm. is very much part of my business. Uh, but it's not the core of our courses and our training and what we do in the Academy. So, um, yeah, we, I think we complement each other in that way. Yeah, we definitely do. We do. And I, it's funny because I've seen you do more and more reels. I'm like, look at Becky doing the reels. Look at her. I know it. And it's, and I, I resisted for so long. Like I'll be honest, I'm like, this is like crazy. This is not my jam. This is not where I want to spend a ton of my time, but I've gotten much better at it. Like I'm not doing complicated transitions or, you know, really trying to lip sync three minutes of audio or anything like that. Like <laughs> I'm like, is that quick? Can I knock it out while I'm sitting in the car with my kids? All right, I'll post a reel. Uh, I love it. <laughs> the lazy girl's like, method. Yeah, and I feel like you always have this smirk on your face, like I'm doing it fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it because I have to do it, and it's part of the game, and I know that. <laughs> but they're also witty. You make me laugh when I say, "Like, oh, that's cute." I'm like, I know she's like, I'm doing this fine, but you own it, so it's good. It's good. Thank you. <laughs> So we are um, rolling into, you know, I feel like 2022, this is 20, are we still in 2022? Is that where we, we are? are? We, we are. We are. We are. Mm-hmm. We're still here. Okay. Um, Halfway through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're in 2022. And I feel like for network marketers or direct sellers or social sellers or whatever we want to call them because they have 85 names, because, because what we are is not acceptable, Right. You're all in MLMs, just want to let you know, but we'll just pretend it's not. I did it. it. Um, So, you know, it's interesting because I think the last couple of years have been, of course, with with the pandemic in 2020 and all the things, a lot of network marketing companies saw this surge, this burst of, oh my gosh, all these new people coming in and it's great. And then this past year, things have slowed down and it's freaking people out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting to see that because you know, there's waves, there's ebbs and flows. It's, it's pretty natural. Yeah. Have that happen. What are your thoughts when people have that? Cause I've seen the terror, like, Oh my gosh, they're not buying nail strips as much as they used to, or, or, or shipping wine. Well, yeah. Cause we're not all home, but what, what would you say to that? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that's kind of an accurate view of, of, what the last couple of years have looked like. We saw this huge surge in new consultants. We've seen a lot of new companies that came out of the pandemic as well. Um, and we kind of had it easy, like a little bit of truth talk here, right? Like it was easy-ish to run a direct sales business in 2020, 2021, because you had a captive audience that was hanging out online, not leaving the house, and probably had a little bit of extra spending money because they were not going out and about. So we did have, you know, just a flurry of success and all of our sweet little COVID babies that joined a direct sales company during, you know, during the 2020, 2021 timeframe. You know, I think it's a little bit of a harsh reality of where we're at now, right? It's going to take a little bit more work to get those customers and to stay in front of your audience and to engage with people. So I do think that it's been a little frightening for some, 
But I think it's also like, again, a little truth talk here, weeded out the week. Mm. Is that, is that, I don't know if that's mean, but you know, there's mm-hmm. certain people that just like didn't cut it and they did it when it was easy or when it was convenient, but that's not the reality of this business. The reality is like, you got to work your business every day through ups and downs and we all mm-hmm. have them. And sure. There's external factors like the economy, like gas prices, like social media algorithms. I mean, we could come up with 110 different excuses of why things feel really hard. But the reality is people are still having success in this industry. And I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of creating your own opportunities and finding a way to make it happen. Even if it requires a little bit more effort, knowing that you're going to be there in the end and we're going to have another, you know, burst of activity where all of a sudden numbers are skyrocketing and then level out a little bit. That's just the nature of business. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's pointing out the fact that like, this is a business just like any other business. So sometimes when people come into direct sales, it is positioned like, Oh, it'll be so easy. It'll be so easy. And it's not, it's, it is still work. It's not necessarily always hard work, but it is still work. So it's still work. I mean, and I think sometimes we oversell the opportunity a little bit, like, Hey, mm-hmm. don't worry. Like I got you, you're going to join my team and we have social media graphics for you. And we have a party script for your next event. And we have great training and you can have all of those things, but that newbie still has to show up and put in the work. I mean, they still have to build relationships with people. They still have to ask for sales. They still have to have that burning desire to be successful in this industry. And um, I think sometimes we're like, it's easy. Just hop right in. Like, come join us in direct sales because this this is the easy business model. Oh, you're being very nice when you're saying sometimes. (laughs) Um, if I had a dime for every oversell I see on social media, like seriously, I have my own Island. Um, and it'd be a really nice Island too, because I, I struggle with the fact that people think that we have to say, we have to show the palatial for someone to join us in business. Why are we showing the 0.000001% when really what people do want is community. They want a few hundred dollars a month. They want to learn some business skills. And yeah, it's great if it becomes more than that, but let's sell that because I think people would be so much more satisfied with their experience if they were sold that, but then got more. Not I was sold the island and now I have a hundred dollars. Yeah, so true. And I don't know if you've seen this trend lately, but I think maybe it feeds into current state of drug sales. But I think there's been a lot of, hopping from one business to the next business. And then I'm seeing a lot of oversharing around how much easier the new business is than the previous business. And like, I literally screenshotted like five different posts the other day because it made me mad. It actually like kind of pissed me off where I was like, what? Like, I, I know this industry inside and out. And Maybe some products are easier to sell than others, but the reality is you're still putting in the work. You're still talking to people. You're still selling. And the contrast of like that, oh, that was, I did that for eight years. (laughs) But, you know, now, oh, it's easy breezy. Come join me over in my new thing. And it's, oh, it's infuriating. That, it, it irritates me because I think it comes from like a lack mindset. Like 
why can't we all be successful? The whole channel can be successful. And if we stop trying to like tear each other down, you want to hop, hop. You want to go, I'm, I like support you in finding your one, find your, find your frog and let them become a prince. Fantastic. But that doesn't mean that the others are bad. You know, I also think it, it assumes a lot of things because at the end of the day, the network marketing company that is your jam could be different for a different season, but also it could be that you were, you had a friend who was selling beef jerky and you're a vegan. So that was hard for you. But then you found a B, you know, then you found a vegan network marketing company and it's the, it's the one it's so much easier. Yeah. It's easier for you because of who you are. We're not all the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And there is enough business out there for all of us. And I'm a firm believer in that, that there's so much opportunity out there your customers are out there. They're just waiting for you. Your job is to go find them. Yeah, there's so much. You're right. How do you, you know, along those lines, I think that network marketing in general, we've seen some major changes. I mean, I, I credit you with, um, with at least giving me the knowledge. I, you, you hear it here first. Whenever you want to know about a new network marketing company, you go to Becky. Like, ah. like, where did you hear that? How do you know that? <laughs> Um, but we're seeing this trend like L'Occitane and Kendra Scott come in where their name, their businesses that have brick and mortar and had it like L'Occitane, what, hundred years, maybe yeah. all around the world, yeah. Kendra for a decade or two, or gosh, if I say how long I'm aging myself, but anyhow, um, saying we want to go into the direct selling space. What do you think that says about where we're going in direct selling? Yeah, you know, I think it's exciting. It's it really is exciting, and I, my wish is that it really elevates the industry as a whole, right? Like it's bringing credibility mm-hmm. to an industry that's quite often doubted and maybe not taken very seriously. And so, I do love to see a lot of these established brands coming into direct sales. I think there's going to be more opportunity for direct sellers to pick what company is going to be the right fit for them. But I think on the corporate side, they've seen the light. They're like, okay, like, yes, I have an e-commerce channel. I may even have a brick and mortar store, you know, but I want the power of social selling. I want people on the ground that are sharing my products with their friends, family, and followers. And I think the magic of, of that and where that happens is that, you know, they don't want the next influencer or they don't want to spend a gazillion dollars on Facebook ads. They know Mm -hmm. that people buy from people and somebody's going to trust my recommendation so much more than they're going to trust, you know, some kind of Instagram ad, even if they see it like 395 times, which is usually the case. Right. (laughs) But I, I think that there's this exciting opportunity where some of these bigger brands are recognizing that, you know, there's a there's a big opportunity to add an additional sales channel. Doesn't take away from anything they're already doing, but adding an additional sales channel that's going to bring in a new stream of revenue where they're selling through actual people, and that's pretty cool. It'll be interesting to see what it does, um, credibility wise. Like, I hope it brings more credibility to the channel. Um, you know, of course, again, <laughs> so one of the beautiful things about network marketers is we're intense. We're intense. This is a community. What about the affiliate, uh, the impact of affiliate marketing and affiliates on network marketing? Where do you think that's taking us? 
Yeah, you know, and I think I know where you're going with this, but you know, when you're thinking about building your personal brand online, offline, I think we're going to see a lot more direct sellers that are representing multiple companies, right? That are creating their own personal brand, sharing products they love. And you're going to go click on our link in bio and they're going to have three or four different links for different companies they're supporting. Now, I feel pretty strongly that you can only build with one and be successful. And that's just from my, my own background. Like I tried to build two different companies at the same time. And that's very difficult and challenging, even if you have a team of people supporting you in that. So I, I think you're going to see more, you know, hey, click my link if you want to, you know, grab this skincare product. But if you're looking for kids books, go ahead and click that link. So I do think that we're going to see kind of this rise in brand ambassadors or affiliate marketing. But I mean, it's really the same thing as direct sales, especially if you're not thinking about it from a building perspective where I'm going to you know build an empire where I have hundreds of people on my team. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting seeing more and more companies, the newer ones mostly come out with, we have an, we have this, you know, like we have an affiliate wing of it and you can be an affiliate for it, but not be a team builder. Yeah. Um, I've seen that too. I've also seen a lot of companies introducing like a VIP customer level program. And I have mixed feelings about that. I think it's a great opportunity to bring back repeat customers. Like we know that there's data out there that shows that they're doing that for a reason, like referral programs and, you know, punch cards, right? Like I think about the yogurt shop and, you know, you buy 10, you get one free. Um, But I do think that it's a challenging place to be for a direct seller if you are a team builder and there's a VIP customer program because you're usually getting a percent off your order. So if you're getting 10% off all your orders, or if you're getting free product, which many people join a direct sales company for free product, then there isn't that extra incentive to join as a business builder. So there's kind of this intermediate tier that I feel like is evolving where direct sales companies have taken a lesson or two from straight e-commerce brands where they're like, okay, like let's add in a loyalty program. Let's add in this VIP customer program. And um, I do think it makes it a little bit harder for those direct sellers to build a team because it's so much easier to be like, it's cool. I'll just be a VAP. I just want my product credit. Yeah. I think it's, it, it, it makes it... There's some companies that make it like referral program, but it's up to like $600, right? So once you refer $600 worth, they're like, well, you have to wait another year. Um, or you could become a distributor or whatever they want to call it. And still make money, which is, I think, a way to kind of work around that. Um, but you're right. When you have too many of too much of an incentive, why is someone going to become a distributor or a consultant or whatever we want to call them? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think it's just overall, the market is getting more sophisticated. And you know, you're also seeing direct sales companies that exclusively sold through consultants looking at other selling channels too. Oh. And so I think that there's kind of a trend on both sides that everyone's just being savvier in their sales strategy and no longer reliant on just one sales channel or one stream of income in their business, both on the direct sales side and on the corporate side. So I think we're going to see more of that. So for the direct seller hearing this and hearing these trends, what would your advice be for them now? And then also moving forward. Well, I'm a big fan of building your business around your own personal brand. So, you know, rather than 
completely aligning with a direct sales company and your branding or how you're showing up, but just showing up as Becky doesn't need to be Becky's amazing skincare products, which creates some limitation in what you're offering. So I think at the bare beginning, like that's it, like think about how you're building yourself and your own personal brand and how you're showing up for your audience. But I think ultimately, and I'll say this like a million times over, if people are listening that know me, they're like, Oh, I know she's going to say this. It all comes back to relationships. It all comes back to knowing your customers, serving your customers. It doesn't matter if your company decides to go sell on Amazon. If your customers know you, love you, trust you, they're going to continue to shop with you a hundred times over. And so I think that that's the biggest thing is owning those relationships. And by that, I mean also owning their contact information. So if for some chance that you make a move, something happens with your company, like you have direct contact with those customers. And many times they're going to follow you if you go do something else after direct sales. Like you have a loyal following. And if you can show up with that personal brand and build relationships, like you don't even need to worry about anything else happening, whether that's economy or corporate decisions, you're going to be totally fine. So it's funny you say that because I love how you're like, okay, if, if, you, if you move from a brand, get, own your contact list. I'm a big believer. Like that's your money. That's your quantity. You have that list. You know, the social media person in me has to remind people that also means that you need to get their, them off of social media and onto your list as well too. Like you, if, you're, if their information is somewhere in the back office of your company, get that information. And if the information is, oh, I'm friends with them on Facebook or friends with them on Instagram, get that information. Like have some type of funnel, there I said it, to get that, informa- to get them, get that information off of there because you don't own the company, you don't own Facebook, you don't own Instagram, you don't own any, unless you're Mark Zuckerberg and then hi, thanks for listening to the podcast. But if you're not, you don't own that. So you need to need to own your information. You've earned it. That is, they are your people. Get that information. It's important. Yeah. I mean, ultimately you're playing on somebody else's turf, right? So, I mean, I have a lot of training in our academy where we talk about building out what that funnel looks like and having a landing page and having a lead capture form and adding people to your email marketing system. But you can also do that with text marketing these days too. It doesn't have to be building an email list. It could be building a text list and throwing that into project broadcast and sending out messages that way or having it stored in your CRM that you're using. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of that, that yeah, you really need to own those contacts. That is like, that's the gold. That's the money right there. And if you're building those relationships, staying in front of them, both on social, but also off of social too, then you're going to be fine whether you make a move or your company makes a major change because they're, they're loyal to you. And that's, that's what it's all about. And that's really what differentiates direct sales from any other industry is those relationships that you're building with your customers and serving them you know, in a way that they just don't get at Target or Costco or any of our other favorite places to shop. <laughs> Still our favorites, but we like direct sellers better. <laughs> we do. We do. I mean, I love me some Target dollar spot, not going to lie, but... <laughs> Target doesn't reach out to me on a bad day, you know? They don't. They don't check in on me. And I, yeah, you know, <laughs> they do make me feel better with like a Starbucks in there and wandering some aisles, but yes. you know, they don't check and say, hey, do you need more of this? Or can I help you with that? Or, oh, I heard it's mm-hmm. your birthday. Mm-hmm. or something's going on with your kids. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, when I lived in Austin, I went on a mission because we were fighting Walmart coming in. We didn't want big, bad Walmart coming in. I said it um, to the neighborhood where I was like, I'm going to try a year of buying everything that I can locally, which Mm -hmm. when you're in Austin is kind of easy because Whole Foods is Austin based. So that made it like a lot. So (laughs) it counted like the landmark one was right there. But I did. I, I bought as much as I could locally. And I think, and I've started doing this slowly, I'm going to say it officially here on the podcast. My goal for the next year is to see how many things, please don't inundate me, y'all. I love you. But um, how many things I can buy in my, I can't even, it's, it's already you're like, you're doing it. I just did this not long ago. Yeah, here it comes. <laughs> as many things as possible um, from, I can't believe I'm saying this. From All the projectors are like, I was invited. I'm coming into her DMs. <laughs> totally. So I, yeah, that's kind of my goal. Like what can I, because we don't realize there's so many different type of direct selling products and they're amazing. They're awesome products. And so, um, yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm just going to like explore and see. Now there's some things that I'm going to hang on to that aren't, but something I'm just definitely, I'm open. I'm receiving. I've, I've allowed the invitations out there. There it is. I do think that there's this opportunity to personalize the experience that your drug sellers are having and how they're showing up and um, thinking that it's a cookie cutter approach isn't going to work. And so no matter how you deliver that to your sales field, there's, there's an opportunity there. And we've outgrown the days of here's the Google folder of all the same images, you know, and all right, today's Tuesday, we're all going to go post our, you know, there, there's definitely an opportunity there that's being missed on the corporate side. And they're investing a ton of resources in creating assets. So just create them in a way that people can use them and make them their own. Yeah. Even if it's just dragging and dropping your picture into something. Really? Individuality is the reason that network marketing companies do well. Because there's all these individuals who have their their webs of people. and, and, And yet, when we join a company, we're told it's duplicatable. Just copy me. Just do what I did. So we are like taking away the thing that makes the, the, the magic that makes it work. Yeah, those days are, are, are long gone, right? And I remember, like, I mean, I'm going to throw it back. Like when I first got started in direct sales and we did online parties, I didn't even do a live video. Like we, it wasn't even, live video wasn't even a thing yet. Like yeah. people couldn't even see me. I just posted a series of graphics and copy and pasted a script and people would place orders. Yes. Like look at how much the industry has evolved even in the last, you know, five to seven years. Got to keep up with those trends, right? Like that's yeah. the times are changing. And so I, I do think that having that backbone support from corporate is huge because the weight shouldn't be on the leaders. That's also something that I feel really strongly about. If you are a direct sales leader, you could be spending 95% of your time training your team, onboarding your new consultants, like really handholding them. And you should be focused on selling and building. And so if corporate can take on some of that responsibility on the training side, then leaders have time freed up to actually work their business because that's what they're really good at. Most of them don't have a training background, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. That's because they, exactly. They didn't wake up yeah. and go, oh, I want to train. No, they woke up and said, I want to start a business. Yeah. A little bit different. I love exactly. this so much. I love this conversation. In the meantime, you know, people like Becky and 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 I will just 
Keep doing what we're doing. Rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I a hundred percent agree. Like there's, there's this gap. And I think many of us that are trying to move the industry forward in many ways from a strategy and a training perspective are filling that gap. And I mean, if like, no offense to any direct sales company out there, but if, if everything was being provided from corporate, I wouldn't have 15,000 people on my list and 500 paying members in my membership. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a hole, but yeah, again, we can all elevate and do better. There's just a lot of opportunity for us. 100%. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much um, for being here. And um, thank you for, for not, I don't want to say fighting, like dancing the good dance. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Making it happen. I'm right there alongside you. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And um, if you're looking for Becky and who wouldn't be, you will simply go to modern direct seller on Instagram and.com too, correct? Everywhere, pretty much everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, in all the places. <laughs> yep, exactly. Thanks, Thank Becky. you, Becky. The Modern Direct Seller Shop is now open. We have curated and custom designed exactly what you need to build a successful direct sales biz. From our best-selling take action notepad to thank you notes for your customers and even fun team gifts and prizes. Stock up for your next conference and pack up your happy mail full of goodies. You, your customers, and your team will love it. Get 10% off your first order at moderndirectsellershop.com. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Modern Direct Seller Podcast. For more sales tips, strategy, and systems for your direct sales business, visit your one-stop shop, moderndirectseller.com. Until next time, get out there and go rock your biz.